Kansas City, there's some uh, disagreement about temporary workers being used in the plant. Uh, there's some issues about the temperature in the plant. So we're both about temps, <laughs> temp workers and temperatures uh, that are um, a little too high and, and causing some heat stress, as well as some skilled trades issues. So, you know, um, all of the local agreements are, they're trying to wrap up in conjunction with the national agreements. So these issues are going to boil over. Um, a lot of local agreements at Chrysler so far have gone down as well. So we could see uh, local strikes happening in more than one location. Well, how do local contracts differ from national agreements? Local contracts do not include anything about the economics. Um, the benefits and, and wages are all set at the national table, and anything that's a national program would be set at the national table. Now, at the local agreement, they're looking at things like resolving local grievances, things that might uh, affect work scheduling, productivity, flexibility in the workforce. That all happens at the local level. Now, uh, as we uh, look at uh, what's happening with the Fiat Chrysler agreement, we've seen uh, uh, local after local uh, rejecting that agreement, and in many cases by very large margins. Uh, we saw two more large locals reject that contract, Sterling Heights Assembly and Toledo Assembly yesterday. Uh, it seems like the union leaders and the rank and file are not on the same page. Is there a disconnect, and if so, why? I believe there is a disconnect, and, you know, it seems... Uh, it has seemed apparent to me for some time. Um, if you go back to the union's bargaining convention, the membership and the, the leadership who were at the convention had a very clear message of no more tiers. They were done with this two-tier uh, wage structure that exists in the plant that was put in place in 2007 at a very different time in the industry. And the leadership's message was bridge the gap. And those two things are semantically very different. Um, and I think they never really got together on what they what the goals were on second tier, and that was a huge outcry on on this agreement. Um, the other thing I think is the union had I think it's a very strong contract actually. Everyone gets a raise. Um, some people get an immediate six dollar an hour raise. Uh, they it's it's a very strong contract in my opinion, but they also implemented something on health care that they, I don't think they explained very well to the membership, and it made people nervous. The product commitments weren't in the contract, but were widely reported in the media, and that makes people nervous. So I think there was a lot of anxiety and misinformation in the, in the membership, and they didn't communicate it very well. It's been a long time since we've seen prolonged strikes to any of the automakers. How damaging could a walkout be to the car companies and to the union? Well, they both have something at risk um, when they do walk out. You know, the Kansas City plant makes the F-150. That's a very profitable vehicle. It's a very important vehicle right now for Ford with the new aluminum launch. Um, so that's, that's hitting them in the pocketbook um, and in, in market. Uh, so Fiat Chrysler is a little bit more vulnerable. Um, they have to have plants up and running and making product uh, to keep money flowing into the company. They're a little more um, on the on the edge financially. So you see things like Mr. Marchione not wanting to take down the, the Jeep Wrangler line. He doesn't want to take down the Wrangler line long enough to retool it because he can't afford to take it down to retool for, for two months or three months. So they need to keep running, and that's going to put tremendous pressure on the people, on the bargainers to come back to the table and get a deal.